The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What up, world? Welcome on and all to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from Radio as your humble host on The Ocho. Welcome back to our continued coverage of the 2020 NFL Draft. We are here to discuss the Dallas Cowboys' third-round selection with the 82nd overall pick. America's team took Oklahoma defensive tackle Neville Gallimore, and we brought in a very special friend to get into it. And so I don't want to waste any time. Let's talk. Oxum Gallimore with the one and only Bobby Belt right here on the Ojo. Pleased to be joined now by the internationally famous, you know him, he definitely knows details about your life that you may not even know yourself. The one and only NFL Network producer, Bobby Belt. Robert, how goes your draft experience? It is great. It's been a pretty awesome couple days. I think we, you and I already talked about this a little bit, but uh, I think the country needed this. This was a nice little uh, escape to kind of normal sports relations, and it's been it's been awesome. Yeah, I really enjoyed Friday, like the whole day, just like um like the proverbial water cooler. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. was crazy. You know, like just, yeah, the just water like, cooler existed yeah. again, and then we got the draft again at night, and then like Monday we're gonna have full reaction from the draft. It's gonna be good. Like I, as much as the NFL got killed early on for the decision of they're going to go forward with the draft. I think everybody realizes that was a good call. Well, so we've already recapped the Cowboys draft picks in the first and second round of the 2020 NFL draft. We've discussed CD lamb. We've discussed the younger digs and we are now here, Robert to discuss the 82nd overall selection in the draft. The Dallas Cowboys taking Oklahoma defensive tackle, Neville Gallimore, your thoughts. Uh, I like Gallimore, and I think he was good value where he was picked. I probably wouldn't have been happy with him as a selection in the first or second round, obviously, since you know he was even hanging around in third. But I think he has good value in the third round. And there was talk, you know, the last couple of days of the draft, you saw people like Daniel Jeremiah and uh, Tom Pelissero talking about that, you know, there was buzz that maybe Gallimore could sneak into the back end of the first or, you know, early second round. And so – teams did like him and so I, I think that Dallas did get good value there and they certainly are desperate I think for help along the interior defensive line with Malik Collins leaving uh Christian Covington you know kind of his status unknown and then Tristan Hill being Tristan Hill uh they definitely need help there on the interior 
Yeah, I feel like you usher out one third round defensive tackle in Malik and bring in another one. Um, similar color schemes collegiately, but obviously not the exact same. I um I, I guess this isn't necessarily about Neville specifically, but you mentioned Tristan Hill. I just find it um, and I mean, I don't think you live with a mistake just so that you don't admit failure, but it is kind of crazy that it was this night a year ago that the Cowboys drafted Tristan Hill, and here we are, and they've signed two defensive tackles in free agency and spent their third-round pick on one. I don't know that there's a louder siren that they could blare that screams that was a big mistake. Well, and I think it's the, the biggest advocate in the building for him, the guy who really wanted him here right. isn't here anymore. Um, and so, and that's obviously Rod Marinelli. And, and so, and even still at the time they talked about, well, this wasn't just Rod. We made the pick because Chris Richard was on board too. Okay. Well, Chris richard has gone now too. So there's really nobody left that was really pounding the table for him. And, uh, I, I think they are kind of filled with a little bit of regret on that pick. And I, I think that we're rapidly seeing things play out for him in a similar fashion to how they played out with Taco Charlton. Um, and it, yeah, I, I don't think that Tristan Hill is long for the Dallas Cowboys. So you are, um, an expert on a lot of things, but the NFL draft yeah, is kind absolutely. of, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but the draft is sort of your, your main wheelhouse, I would say as, is your friend and, and close confidant. Um, yeah. so impress me then impress me. Give us something about Neville Gallimore that only Bobby would know. Cause that you're, you're that guy that knows that type of stuff. I, I, I feel like I, first I'm going to say thank you for the uh the slow pitch under you know hand <laughs> softball that you're tossing to me because you already know i've got the greatest nugget on neville gallimore yeah that's, oh, i mentioned he, that we he, were good he, friends so yeah i mean he, I'm, he, I'm here to help he was, you sure he, he's been training next door to the star at the sports performance center uh at baylor scott and white at the star which is the same area that you see all these videos of des working out usually des is coming onto the field as neville gallimore and some draft prospects were leaving in fact, when Des started working out there, Neville Gallimore, which I think I referenced to you, how prospects were stopping down and kind of shooting videos. Gallimore was one of those guys who was like, oh, my gosh, that's Des Bryant. And so uh, – but there he's been working out with Pete Jenkins, and that's a longtime legendary defensive line coach at the college level, spent uh, I think like two years with the Eagles in 2011 and 2012. Um but his main claim to fame has been the defensive line coach for a number of years through a couple different stops at LSU. And this is the doubly fun note that a lot of people don't realize. Pete Jenkins is the man who in the 1980s recruited one Brian Broaddus to Louisiana mm. State University. And so we've got a Brian Broaddus, Neville Gallimore connection via Pete Jenkins. Wow. Okay. Well, I not only uh, knew that you knew that, but, uh, you know, I'm still fascinated. I mean, having heard it for the second time. So that is really cool. It is fun. I, I will tell you, I will tell you the way I even found that out though, was I was on the phone with Brian asking him if he wanted to come check out these guys working out. And I said, and he said, Oh, I can't make today. So I said, no, I know Pete Jenkins. That's my guy. I, 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 I said, Pete Jenkins. And he stopped me and he said, but Pete Jenkins, the, the old defensive line coach. And I said, yeah. Then he said, he recruited me to LSU. He's like, I didn't even know he was living in Dallas now. And so Brian had no idea Pete Jenkins was even in Dallas again and was really excited to find out that he was and was hoping to connect with him again. But, uh, yeah, I actually found that out via Brian, but it was through chance. Good times. I'm going to hard pivot for a second. We're talking – we jumped on to record literally – 
right after Gallimore was taken by the Cowboys. Just now, Bobby, the New England Patriots traded and drafted UCLA tight end Devin Asiasi. Um, oh, that hurts the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, you've been on that hunt for a while, so I just wanted to, you know, get that out there. A lot of people talking like, oh, where's the Gronk replacement going to come? I mean, hey, you know, they could uh, certainly go down that path. But, okay, so back, back to Gallimore. He's listed over 300 pounds, but as I understand, he is quite athletic and maybe doesn't move like he's over 300 pounds. True. Um, and I also think that if you were to go look up some of his testing numbers from the combine, they are not impressive. Um, but I think that's more about there was a lot of poor testing numbers at the combine this year because of how they changed it up and guys were working out at night and they were physically fatigued and mentally fatigued from everything that had been going on throughout the day. So I don't hold those numbers too much against him. And also he does move better than his, I think, testing times look he, he is a better field athlete than you know an underwear olympian but yeah he, he is a he's a big man you're going to notice him he's i would bet he's the biggest guy on the defensive line now and and he'll he'll move nimbly he he, he moves better than taco charlton mm. i'll play that <laughs> and so um but you know what it's actually interesting I, I feel like they're not the same player because i feel like Gallimore can be more of a one technique and can be right. more of a run stuff stuffer if necessary, but he he is similar in that he is big and moves really well for his size in the same way that Tristan Hill does. But I, wow. I think that he's a I think he's a better player than Tristan Hill. Well, um, it is you know it has been I should say a really interesting first three rounds of the draft for Mike McCarthy uh, in his first season with the Cowboys. Give me your thoughts on Diggs, just um, you know briefly, because I know that. You guys are bros. I'm, I'm thrilled because that was a player that I know they were considering as a fallback or a tradeback option at 17. So they got well, right away, guys, like right considered... away, everybody's everybody's super hyped about what you just said. Yeah, absolutely. And they, I mean, they've got guys. That's two guys that they considered top 20 picks that they were able to get, you know, at 17 and 51. And and obviously, guy and you know, Lamb that they considered as the sixth best overall player that they got at 17. And then a guy they considered around the 17th best player that they were able to get at 51. So um, great value there, really raw player. Uh, but I mean, has all the tools in the toolbox that you need. I don't know that he's going to step in next year and be a starter. Right. You know, I think he is probably going to have to require some seasoning a little bit. Um but the ceiling is very, very high for him because the tools are all there. And he's only been playing defensive back for like three years. Um, but he's a big fan of the Dallas Cowboys. Always wanted to be here. Was, you know, hoping and praying this is where he'd end up. And, uh, of course, as you know, the younger brother of Stefan Diggs. And, um, yeah, NFL bloodlines, the, the perfect skill set that you want and tools that you want at the cornerback position and a guy who's, really eager to learn more and then become a better player um i don't remember it fully off the top of my head but i know that you do i think i do but i'll let you take it what was the obscure stat about alabama players about what the cowboys and the steelers drafting them oh man um i don't remember it well okay I know the one maybe you're i can about, help you out i can't it, remember it it was it was something like since a certain year and it was a long time ago the cowboys and steelers yeah. were the only teams that hadn't drafted players from alabama and then the cowboys drafted yeah. Bo scarborough they, they drafted Bo scarborough and they then did that and i can't remember it, it must have been 
01 or 02. Yeah, because that I sounds remember about the right. last guy that drafted was Tony Dixon. Mm-hmm. That was the last Alabama player they drafted when they took him in the second round, the safety. And so, um, yeah, it, it was that Pittsburgh and Dallas had gone a very long stretch without drafting any Alabama players. And Dallas had actually gone a long stretch of really having any Alabama players on their roster. I think, I may be misremembering this, but I'm pretty sure that before they drafted Scarborough, who didn't even make it to the 53, the last player they had on the roster from Alabama, I think, was uh, Rolanda McClain. That was what I and said so, on the Diggs episode here. Yeah. And so and it, it's kind of funny because as long as they had Jason Garrett there and he's a Nick Saban disciple, they yeah. they never really were able to make it work. That's, again, exactly what I said. I think it's obvious to people that we're good friends. So, you know, yeah. there you go. Mm-hmm. But, um, okay, last thing for you, um, you know, beyond just Neville Gallimore, your thoughts three rounds in on what the Cowboys have done with Lamb, Diggs, and now Gallimore. I think that uh, they could draft uh, Belt, Ochoa, um, you know, Charles and Hellman tomorrow, and they'd get an A-plus for the draft just from the first three rounds. I think the the Cowboys have absolutely crushed it. There's really no way that I can move off an A for them, uh, no matter what they do and you know, on day three tomorrow. They, they got great value everywhere, and, and especially those first two picks. Those are home runs. Big, big value. I'm talking, you know, 10, 15 spots later than they should have been taken type of value. And so the, the Cowboys, I think, did a great job of, of not just making value with their picks, but but getting really, really good players at spots that they really, really need. You know, I think receiver, corner, and defensive line are the three biggest right. needs that they had coming into this. And they were able to get great value at all those spots. And and so I do think it was one of the better drafts they've had in a long time. And I, I don't want to be too damning, but you just got to wonder how much it's reflective of the fact that you don't have Jason Garrett or Rod Marinelli or other people in their pound on the table trying to overrule scouts. Well, see, that was, I know I said that that was my last question and I now have an actual last question <laughs> and it was going to be, what do you attribute that most to? And you didn't really answer that. And I don't know if that's your answer. I know you, you wouldn't throw shade like I, that, I, but I, that makes I, sense. I, I want to be, I want to be fair because they, yeah, there were coaches that pounded the table for Tristan Hill and Taco Charlton, but you know, Jason Garrett also pounded the table for Dak Prescott and Wade Wilson did too. Sure. And and that was a fight with the scouting department. And so I, I do I don't want to say completely that you know the the cow the coaching staff was always wrong when they won out. Um, but I do think it's best just to let the the scouting staff do their job. And sure, Mike McCarthy may have input. Um, Mike McCarthy may have certain things that he likes. But I think Mike McCarthy is more just giving the scouting department and the personnel department an an idea of the type of football players he wants, and then he's trusting them to go out and find them. Yeah. And so I, I do think it's Mike McCarthy's parameters, but it's up to the personnel department and the scouting staff to interpret which players fit those parameters best. And Mike McCarthy is trusting that. Yeah. I think to piggyback off of that, just briefly, I think it, it, it all has the makings of being, you know, heavily influenced by somebody that has had over a year to prepare for, you know what I mean? Um, It's, it's that organized and that disciplined. And so that's, that's pretty cool to see. Okay. So Bobby's on Twitter at Bobby belt TX. He has the most insane nuggets that you will ever hear in your life as evidenced by his appearance here today. He is also the co-host of the boys and a girl podcast with Jane Slater. They had interviews. Can I give you a uh, tease for that? uh, Well, I was setting you you up. I was setting you up, but that's fine. You know, you want to hijack your own teams? 
a, a content specific tease. Go ahead. That, that we're working on some things. We we hope to have some really substantial names on the next one. I know one of them we can tease early next week. We will talk to Clay Mack, who is a uh, longtime confidant of Jamal Adams, who he's worked with since the sixth grade, um, and has also trained Byron Jones and a number of other people. He was the one who was training Trevon Diggs all the way up through the pre-draft process. So he'll have some good insight into Trevon Diggs, and maybe we can get him to, you know, talk a little out of turn about Jamal Adams too. Okay. Well, that'll be next week. Um, as Bobby promised, he just swore it to you personally. And uh, so go listen to the mm-hmm. boys and a girl podcast on Twitter, Bobby belt TX and uh, in your hearts, just in the coziest, warmest, safest, uh, you know, little corner. possible. Depending on the, depending on the heart. Depends on the heart. If I want to be cozy with it. Thanks for taking the time to join us. Enjoy the rest of the draft. Love you. Big thanks to Bobby for taking the time to join us here on the Ocho. And I want to tell you that we have just an incredible amount of content available for you right now with all things Cowboys draft. All right? We have so many articles, so many grades, so many pieces of analysis regarding the players that Cowboys have drafted available for you at bloggingtheboys.com. Go check that out. That will be continuing to roll out all throughout the weekend and next week and beyond. We are 24-7, 365. We never sleep. We've literally never slept a moment of our lives. Uh, we also have some fantastic videos coming your way on the official blog of the boys youtube channel go subscribe on youtube you'll see some player breakdowns some film reviews and all sorts of fun stuff of course we've got a ton of podcast episodes available for you we jump on here on the ocho immediately after every cowboys pick to give you just a little bit of a, a background kind of a one-on-one on the players the cowboys have added to their roster which is what we're doing here today regarding neville gallimore but we have some more in-depth episodes we had a brand new episode of girls talking boys with kelsey charles and meg murray on friday and we have a brand new episode of bruise and the boys with michael Sy- Moore and Tom Ryle that will be dropping on Saturday morning as well. Uh, we also have so many fun things for you available on all of our, all of our social channels. Uh, as you can tell, uh, we're running 100 miles a, uh, a minute. Uh, you can go like us on Facebook. Just search Blogging the Boys. We are on Twitter at Blogging the Boys. We are on Instagram at Blogging.the.boys. Kelsey and Meg have been running our Instagram throughout the draft, and it's been a lot of fun answering questions and whatnot. If you want to uh, get with me, you can. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at the same thing, one handle at rjochoa that's rjochoa if email is more your speed you can shoot me one rj.ochoa at sbnation.com rounds four through seven take place from 12 to 7 p.m central time on saturday we're going to get some new players on the cowboys you know i uh, i agree with bobby i mean this this class has been exceptional three picks in and so uh hopefully the cowboys keep uh you know knocking them out of the park oh yeah so uh, do me a favor all right have the absolute best saturday of all time you know why because you deserve it we will see you manana my friends as always go cowboys and peace out to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot 
because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.